and we're recording. This is episode one of the Powell Show. I'm your host, Clayton Powell, and my guest star today is TJ Laco. I'll introduce him in a little bit. A uh, little about myself. I'm a firefighter in Ohio, and I'm starting a podcast because I've always wanted to do it, and I've always had these ideas for podcasts, but I never really followed through with it, but I'm excited. And some of my favorite podcasts that I watch are the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, I watch The Night Shift on YouTube. I watch um, the Timbo Sugar Show, the Sean O'Malley UFC fighter. So I always just wanted to get on here and talk and see if anybody wanted to listen to me. I have a um, quote of the day that plays into starting this podcast. It is, um, the more you seek the uncomfortable, the more you will become comfortable by Conor McGregor. Because this is an uncomfortable thing to get on here and talk to everyone, but I really wanted to do it and it excites me. So new year, new me. I want to get on here and talk and overcome that. Build my communication skills here. So, um... A little bit of my sports background. This is going to be a sports and lifestyle podcast, like the hottest takes on sports. And then if there's any like huge things going on and just however it flows with my guests that day. So um, my sports background, I played football my whole life up and through high school. And then I played basketball until my freshman year of high school. And um, tying into my career as a firefighter, I really just learned a lot about teamwork and working as a team and everything. And dedication, like showing up to practice and working out and all that stuff. It really played into my career as a firefighter as far as like training and like having your brothers back and all that stuff. So I think sports are a great thing for people growing up and it's a great thing to watch. Today we got the college football playoff and a lot of other stuff to talk about. So that brings us to our guest here, TJ Leco. TJ is one of my good friends. He's dating my sister. And um, we kind of got off on the wrong foot when I met him when I was about 13. Yeah, you were 13. Uh, I just turned uh, 16. Yeah, he was 16, so I was a little bit immature. I messed with him. I didn't think he'd be around too long, but here we are six years later. Yeah, almost seven years later. Almost seven years later, and he's become one of my best friends. So he is about to graduate from the Wright State University. What's their mascot? Raiders. Wright State the, Raiders. the Wright State Raiders. It's a wolf. So here is Thomas James Laco. What's up, guys? Um, like I said, I got a Wright State University. I'm seeking a degree in um, industrial and systems engineering. It's pretty fun stuff. Uh, my sports background, like Clay said, I played baseball my whole life, travel, um, school, and even like fall baseball. Um, now my passion in sports is disc golf. So <laughs> oh yeah, we might get into that a little bit. Uh, it's something fun. Clay and I like to play, so uh, I'll give it back to Clay here for a second. Yeah, it's a lot easier than real golf. I I just went to Top Golf in Florida, and my fiance Leland was whooping me. And every game we did, I even did the little Angry Birds game to where it's like no skill at all. It's just like completely luck where you hit the ball. And we were on the third floor, so it, like every shot I had, no matter what, got some air. So I felt a little bit better, but yeah, disc golf is fun. And even if you're bad, it's fun to 
play. If you're bad at golf, then you're just going to have a bad day. That's how I feel. And it's, like, really cheap to start. So, we, Clay and I go to um, a little local course that's by us. It's free to go. I mean, you can get a disc for, you know, 10 bucks at the gas station that's yeah. there. So, it's really easy to play. And it's a good way to, like, go and hike and do something while you're walking. Yeah, it's good. To, it's a easy way to be active. If A lot of times I haven't. If I don't want to go work out or like do something crazy, TJ will will go do 18 holes on that course, and it feels like we did something for the day, and it's really fun. So, not everyone's gonna have a big bag with 50 discs in it, but yeah. I've I play with people that have two discs, and you can d- do the same amount of stuff. It's just so yeah. I just got back from Florida. I was in the car for 14 hours yesterday for the last day of 2020. How long did you sleep? I. I stayed up really late, so I, I could sleep most of the car ride. I slept about seven hours of it, probably. And we got home, and I'm like, that wasn't that bad. And my future father-in-law, Ross, was like, yeah, you were asleep the whole time. But That, so, was, that was always my favorite part of like road trips, is sleeping in the car. But when Lex and I went down to Charleston last year, uh, I drove the whole way. And it's definitely different <laughs> road trip than when you're driving the whole way, as opposed to being a passenger. Yeah, I remember as a kid going down to South Carolina to see my grandma all the time. My mom would just switch, like, her driving position and, like, have her foot up and have – it's just not comfortable after a while. But So, yeah, in Florida we went to Top Golf in Tampa, and it was really cool. It wasn't, like, the Top Golf here. There was, like, great views. And then we went to the Bass Pro Shops, and there's no Bass Pro Shops around me. So I was, like, in heaven, and there was a lot of – like, I'm not even, like, a super outdoorsy guy. Like, I fish every once in a while, but I don't, like, hunt or, like, go do stuff outdoors for fun that much besides, like, sports and whatever. But I just was in love with it. They have the $5 iconic Bass Pro Shops hats, and they have, like, a big fish tank there and, like, all the – I didn't know they were associated with Cabela's. They had a bunch of Cabela's stuff there. So there's, like, the stuffed bears and all the Kama stuff. So. I, I've seen like on videos before, like how they have the catch and release pond. Do, do they still have that, like with COVID and everything, or no? No, it was. I, it didn't look like they had one before COVID. It was just like a big oh. tank. It was just a thing you look at. But yeah, so we went on a boat tour in Florida. I don't remember what lake it was on. We went to Lakeland, Florida, to see my fiance's grandparents. We had a great time. And um, the boat tour we did, it was a bunch of. We went through a few canals, and then we saw all these huge houses on the lake. One of them, I think, was Shaquille O'Neal's old house. And um, then we saw a house in construction that was 40,000 square feet. Once it's done, there it's going to be 40,000 square feet. So me, me and TJ got to talking what we would do with a 40,000 square foot house. It was just us and our little family that lived there. 40,000 square feet <laughs> is just absolutely insane. Like a normal house around where we live is what? 2,000? Yeah, or less. Yeah, not even. I don't even think my house is 2,000 square feet, so to be... It's hard to fathom. Yeah. That's like, I don't know, multiple sporting courts, multiple movie theaters. (laughs) I don't even know what you would do with that much space. The number one thing I would say is basketball court. I'm going to have a full-size NBA basketball court. I'm going to have a... um, I'm going to have a movie theater. And... I don't know, multiple movie theaters, bowling alley. That's the one thing Ross said. You got to have a bowling alley, just a huge gaming room. I feel like you could have like a full like 
Chuck E. Cheese. Like, you're <laughs> in your 40,000 square foot house, like, you know, all the arcade games. Um, oh, we just went to, like, a Dave & Buster's type place in Florida. Or, not Dave & Buster. It was, like, had mini golf and then an arcade. Yeah. I, was, I was playing Big Buck Hunter. Oh, yeah. Did you ever play that growing up? Yeah, my grandma had, like, the OG one that would even, like, plug into a TV. Yeah. And we were doing, like, Papa Shaw, Air Hockey. Oh, Air Hockey. I haven't played Air Hockey in a minute. Dude, Leland is Leland's my fiance. She's wonderful. She's really weird. I always say she's weirdly good at activities. She's really good at Madden for no reason. Like I've been playing Madden my whole life, and she almost beat me. And then she's really good at like disc golf, bowling, top golf. She looked like a natural like PGA Tour beast out there, <laughs> like destroying her dad and me. And then what were we just talking about? The other thing. She's just really good at oh, weird stuff. Forty thousand square foot house. And yeah. put a David Buster's slash oh yeah, air hockey. Yeah. She's like a beast at air hockey. I always hit it into my own goal on accident. That's like the main way that I get scored on is going to hit it and just hitting it into my own goal. My grandparents got me and Drew, my brother, an air hockey table when we were younger, and we had it in our basement, and we played like <laughs> all the time. You're like sweating. Yes. Oh my gosh. All right, so 2020 reviews since today's New Year's. Happy New Year's. New Year. That's a Everyone says it the wrong way. Happy New Year. Um, 2020 review for me. Started off the year, I was in EMT school. I got done around February, and then I went to South Carolina around March 7th. To I think I got back on March 13th and then took my EMT test. And then right after that, you know, Rona, COVID started, and then... Since then, I was very fortunate to get a job as a firefighter during all that. And I've just been learning from some very knowledgeable people and trying to get better every day through this madness. And then um, middle, 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 and then holidays and um, starting a podcast with Teach. So 2021 New Year's resolutions. I think everyone, everyone's main New Year's resolution, they say like, they want to have better habits and they want to like work out more and stuff. That's my main one is going to be to stop biting my nails. That is a big one. I've heard it's more hard to stop that than to stop smoking sometimes for people. So I want to stop biting my nails and obviously I want to work out more. I want to drink a lot more water, you know, just have better life habits and try not to overthink things too much. I feel like I have very high standards for myself and I know TJ does too. We just, or always, I'm always at least like racing through my mind, like what's going to happen here? What, like, what do I got to do a year from now? And this, you know, I'm going to try to take it day by day and just do the things I need to do. Have fun along the way. Don't like wish away my, you know, the hard parts of life. Just go through with it. So teach uh, new year's resolution. Um, definitely drink more water. Like Clay said, I took that from him yeah. right before this. <laughs> I said that. Uh, and Tracking like what I eat, I think is a big thing. Um, because if you track what you eat, you definitely hold yourself more accountable. Uh, when you review what you ate in a day and you're like, wow, I ate 18 Reese cups. <laughs> so that's probably not good. Probably shouldn't do that anymore. Um, things like that. It'll just make yourself accountable. Yeah. And I think as far as the diet thing, a lot of people want to start diets as the new year starts, you know, but I think, I was, I was just telling my sister that um, it's better to do a lifestyle change instead of a diet because if you most of the time when people start diets, it's hard to like obtain that or stay with it forever. It's better to just 
do a lifestyle change like I'm going to do or just eat 80% good stuff and I don't know it's hard I feel like nutrition's not a thing that's publicized a lot and a lot of people have a different idea of what's healthy to eat so it's just tough for people but yeah that's why I'm more not focusing on a diet just focusing on tracking what I eat yeah uh, I feel like if I just track what I eat I can consciously make better decisions Mm-hmm. of what not to do as far as like binge eating and um, eating at weird times of the day yeah i always like i was eating cheesecake the other day and i'm, I'm always like i'm gonna cut out sweet i cut out pop for like more than a year once or soda whatever and i like don't even crave that anymore but when i was eating that cheesecake i was like wow i really i might have to have a slice of cheesecake every once in a while but i want to start i've seen a lot of things about like successful people they'll do like First thing you do when they wake up, you make your bed and then like do 50 push-ups or something like that. Or like something that you can do every single day. Or like TJ said, he said he wants to do like something active every day. Like you don't have to be out there killing yourself, like running up and down mountains and stuff. But just doing something every day is very good or like most of the time. Yeah. So college football today. Big yeah. big day for college football. That's my favorite sport, probably. Right up there with um, mixed martial arts. UFC. Fo- football is probably definitely my favorite sport to watch. Yeah. Never played it, um, except flag football, <laughs> <laughs> which is a little soft. But I played that for, like, one season. Uh, but football is definitely my uh, most favorite sport to watch. Do you want to talk about who's playing today? Yeah, right now... As we're recording this, it is halftime of the Georgia-Cincinnati game, and there's a lot going on in that game. It's very, very interesting. A, pa- a group of five team in Cincinnati who's undefeated, and they feel a little bit disrespected going against the big blue blood, Georgia, from the SEC, and they are up 14-10 to 10 right now at halftime. Even with they just got a big penalty at the end of the game, got their starting left tackle out for a targeting call on a late hit, but they still ended up scoring on that drive, so it's 14-10. Yeah, the, and the targeting call was just absurd. Like, there's no – so the guy came up and plowed a dude that was already out of bounds after the whistle. Yeah. It's unexcusable. And that's, like, if that guy ever wanted to go to the NFL, like, teams look at that, and that's going to really hurt him someday, I think. Yeah, and his body language after the play. I mean, it was – there was 30 seconds left, and they were about to go up by four points or whatever if they scored. And it was, like – it would have been first and goal from, like, the three with 30 seconds left, and they ended up having to – like backtrack you know but his body language after the fact like we were laughing about he nails the dude and then stands over him with his hands up like he didn't do it it's just i think it would be better and people will get called less if they didn't put their hands up and just accepted that they hit somebody yeah like it is still football i know that it was an untimely hit but putting your hands up that just draws more attention to yourself than i think anything yeah i like in, in basketball and they'll like Someone will get a foul, they put their hand up. Like, that's a little much, but I think it's it's good to know when you've messed up. So, um, the next game, the Verbo Citrus Bowl. Pretty much the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is a big game. Big Ten versus SEC again. Northwestern is leading Auburn right now, 14 nothing, second quarter. So, um, that'd be a big – that'd be good for Ohio State, for Northwestern to go beat an SEC team. I know Auburn's not crazy good this year. They're 6-4, and four, but – um, that'd be a good win for Big Ten, especially with no out-of-conference games this year in the regular season. 
Yeah, so. I was watching the pregame coverage of it, and everybody was picking Northwestern, which was kind of surprising. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't watched much of Northwestern or Auburn this year. But I guess seeing the score now, they knew something I didn't. Yeah, Northwestern played a really tough game against Ohio State. I think they took that momentum into this game. And, um, yeah, it'll be fun to watch the second half of that Cincinnati game. I'm probably not going to watch the Northwestern one. And then um, starting at 4 p.m., we have the Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One, the college football playoff semifinal first game. We've got 11-0, number one, Alabama, against number four, Notre Dame, 10-1. So we've got the SEC champion versus the ACC runner-up in Notre Dame. And Alabama favored by 20 points now. It just went to 20 points. So we were just talking about that's a little much for this game, I think, because Notre Dame is a lot better than people think. I mean, they just got they just lost by 24 points to Clemson, but that first game against Clemson, they were they had a lot of energy and they looked really good. So hopefully they can duplicate that today. I just think it's disrespectful for to to be <laughs> favored by 20 points like um they were picked as one of the top 4 teams in the country and to be like, that much of an underdog seems a bit silly. Like, if they're that big of an underdog, then why are they there? Yeah. So, I mean, I know the Vegas odds and uh, the college football playoff, like, selection committee don't really have anything to do with each other, but I feel like sometimes they should. Yeah, I'm excited to see – Um. yeah, I'm excited to see Notre Dame go up against them because I haven't really seen Alabama this year. I haven't wanted to watch them because I don't like them, but – um, yeah, we're both Ohio State fans, <laughs> yeah. and I, I mean, definitely loathe Alabama, not big fans, but yeah. also, I don't know what it is about Notre Dame, I've just always been a Notre Dame hater. Me too, it's like, I hate to hate on people, but Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson, I just, the other three teams in the college football playoff, I'm just like, well, the main reason I didn't like Notre Dame is because they weren't in a conference, I'm always like, you guys get in a conference, you know, compete against the same way that everyone else does. But this year, I'm like, let's go Irish because <laughs> I want to see them do well. And they are getting disrespected like Ohio State is, not as much. Clemson's only favored by a touchdown in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's at 8 p.m. today, Clemson, Ohio State. But I think, I mean, Clemson's just such a big powerhouse, such a big like dynasty that's going on right now. Ohio State, the main reason they're getting disrespected is because they're 6-0. and Clemson's 10-1. and They've played a lot more games, but... It's not our fault, Dabo Sweeney. It's not yeah. our fault that we've only played six games. It's the Big Ten and that whole thing that went on. So, Yeah, Dabo Sweeney <laughs> ranked us the 11th best team in the country. Um, and to play devil's advocate a little bit, I, I don't think we're, like, the best team in the country. But we're definitely not 11th. You can't name 10 teams that Mm-mm. are better than us. Just just from our program like and our coaching um, it's going to be hard for 10 other teams to beat us any day. Yeah, I think going off what TJ said earlier, like this might not be the same Ohio State team as far as skill. Like last year we had a lot – we had Chase Young and J.K. Dobbins and all these crazy good players that went on to be in the NFL. But I just think, yeah, we have great coaching in our program against Ohio State. Like Ryan Day said, give us one game against any of those teams and I got us. Like Ohio State always has a fighting chance whatever game they're in. But um, I think it's going to be great to see if this is an emotional game for Ohio State because it's a rematch. We lost last year 29-23 with some very controversial plays towards the end of the game. So it's going to be cool to see this rematch of 
these two great teams and see if that's factored in because the hype video that came out, Chris Olave was talking about um, how it's not redemption or whatever, like revenge. They just want to go out there and win the game, you know, and rewrite history. But I think in that locker room when they're talking, Tej, you know, they're like, let's go kill these dudes. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, for how they got gypped at the end of the game last year, they they definitely want to come out and prove themselves. Um, you got a score for us? To Ohio State Clemson? Yeah, we'll do that one first. I think Ohio State Clemson, I'm going to say. <laughs> Don't hurt my feelings here. Clemson 35, Ohio State 24. I'm going to say Ohio State 41. Or no, Ohio State 42, Clemson 35. I hope you're right. Uh, I hope Ohio State wins, but I'm just being a realist. I know. All right, here's a fun take on every bowl game you might not know, like how we said the Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One or whatever it is. Every bowl game, the players that are on the team, the two teams get a gift basket, like a sponsor, like however many people sponsor the bowl game, they get gifts that they give the players. I think it's pretty cool. And... So some bowl games are a lot better than others in terms of the gifts. So in the um, – I don't even know who's playing in this game. It was on Christmas. The Camilla Bowl, The this is just an example. that All the players got a beanie, a backpack, and then a football that was like – that has like logos on it. So not a big one there. But um, the Cure Bowl in Camping World Stadium, I think this was Miami and um, – Miami, Florida – and somebody else, but they got a t-shirt, a canteen, and a Sasquatch party bag. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is, but so some of these ones that people would really get, I would get excited for, even if I was the last player on the roster, it's freaking amazing that the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, I gotta find it here, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, every player gets a PlayStation 5, which is insane. They get a PlayStation 5 console, which has been really, like, limited stock everywhere. And then they get a Lululemon backpack. So that's cool, too, like, backpack. So I'm sure a lot of people that were excited to be able to play in that game. That's Iowa State and... Oh, who is that? Iowa State and Oregon, I believe. So Oregon gets enough cool stuff. They don't They don't need to get oh a PS5. <laughs> they get everything. <laughs> And then, see, the Capital One Orange Bowl, all they get is a watch. And it, it's not like, I don't even know how to pronounce that name, but. Let me see. Torno? Yeah, no idea. Yeah, it's so. Watch. Oh, well. And then the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, they get JBL noise-canceling headphones, Bluetooth speaker inside a customized box, uh, Maui Gym sunglasses. Those are like $400. Yeah. Me and TJ used to sell those at Tommy Bahama, and we worked there together. And then they get a fossil watch and a backpack. Quick tangent. Uh, Clay and I have worked at multiple jobs together. <laughs> uh, we used to work at a grocery store, an IGA. Uh, this is definitely some interesting stories for uh, maybe another podcast mm -hmm. at that place. And then we also both worked at uh, Tommy Bahama, which is like a Retail clothing store. store that focuses around like beachwear. In um, Ohio. So. Yeah, in Ohio. <laughs> so definitely interesting jobs and we definitely have some stories to tell for both of those that we'll maybe hit on in another podcast yeah tj is going to be a frequent guest so we'll ha i'm sure we'll have some great stories from that um the all-state sugar bowl that's what we're playing in ohio state they get a new era hat 
a diesel watch and a mini helmet like the one here. Yeah. But, so that's like nothing compared to a PS5 and JBL stuff. Like it's just funny. It's like the luck of the draw of how they do these. So the Rose Bowl game, Alabama, Notre Dame, they get a fossil watch, OGO backpack, and then a hat. So well, they also all get clothes like Sugar Bowl, Rose Bowl, like Nike stuff. Yeah, from their respective teams, I think. Oh, look at this. The Citrus Bowl, they get a $400 Amazon gift card. And a How's watch that? and a backpack. <laughs> How is that not just like paying? I don't know. What's there between that and paying athletes? Like I don't know. And then the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. That's my last one. These are just fascinating to me because I would love to get free stuff and go play a game. So... The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Georgia and Cincinnati, Cincinnati, they get a $300, $390 MasterCard gift card and then a fossil watch and a commemorative football. I wonder, like, where does that come from? I bet, you know, okay, so yeah, 390 is weird. I wonder if, like, every bowl has to be under a certain price, hmm. like, that they give each player. Yeah. Because, like, why why else would it be 390 Yeah, that's weird. And the Orange Bowl is just like, whatever, dude. Yeah. You guys get nothing. T-shirt. That's cool. So what do you think of the, we were talking about this earlier, trying to save some good stuff for the podcast, but everyone wants to talk about the college football playoff expansion. And that gets into, I feel like we, we're going to talk about this no matter how many teams are in it, because it used to be just the one and two teams would play in the national championship and everyone else would play in a bowl game. And people still cared about bowl games then. I think Kirk Herbstreit said he kind of liked that better than right now because like the Peach Bowl and all these other games, people are just going to sit out of games that aren't playoff games. So, I don't know. I I think my take on it is I like the four te- I like the four team format right now. I think they should keep that for a while. I could see it getting expanded eventually, but I just think the four teams like Notre Dame lost by 24 points and then the next day they're in the playoff. I think that there's just not enough high-level teams to have an 18 playoff without it. Just, I don't think the eight team versus the number one team is going to be a competitive game for a while. I don't know. What do you think, Teach? I, I am a proponent of going to the eight team system. I think all the Power Five school champions are like should automatically get a bid. A uh, little caveat on that though, Clay and I were talking about like if you have three losses, you, there's just no way you should get in unless your three losses are to yeah. all all the teams that are above you in you know this eight team bracket. Right. Um, I think the 18 bracket um, just gives some some teams like a Cincinnati or a, a UCF. Yeah, UCF, exactly what I was thinking, um, a chance to play um, some of these bigger schools. Um, just because, like, scheduling for some of these smaller schools, like, they, they just don't get the chance to play, like, all these bigger right. schools. And if they do, they're getting paid to do that. So it's like yeah. a tune-up game for a lot of the bigger schools. It's not, like, in-season form for um like Cincinnati to play a big team. Yeah, it is a shame Cincinnati did, or all these teams didn't get to play their out of conference games cuz that's mainly what they I mean besides being a conference champion and winning games and stuff, that's what they get to compare teams by cuz if you only play teams from the Big 10 there and they're like I don't know how you're going to compare to teams. Like we were supposed to play Oregon this year and we didn't get to see that. Cincinnati got to play Ohio State last year. They didn't get to play anyone big this year, so I just Well, and to me like by. Um, even if you expand it to eight teams, like you could still not have any teams from any conference besides the power five, like unless you go, you know, 
undefeated and beat somebody that's good. Yeah. Or you go undefeated and convincingly beat everybody that, like, by a lot of points. Which usually doesn't happen. That's why they don't get in. Like, UCF, that one year they were undefeated. And this year, Cincinnati, they just beat Tulsa by a field goal. You know, like, they just think. And it just sucks because it's so competitive that you got to beat teams. By, every Ohio State fan's like, we need to win by three touchdowns or it's or it's not a good look for us, you know. It's yeah. just I do like how if it's an expansion, I don't think every game's going to like matter as much. Like right now with only four teams, it's like you get a loss and you're probably out if you're not one of the biggest teams. I don't know. I kind of disagree there because um like it's going to matter more for smaller schools. Yeah. Um like if with eight teams, is Alabama ever not going to be in it? Never. No. no. Like Alabama's going to be in no matter what. They're never going to lose more than two games. Well, so. it, and it would be well that's this is another side note from that. <laughs> Go ahead. Clay and I always talk about how Alabama always plays the school of the blind at least one game. <laughs> the Citadel. The Citadel. The freaking Citadel. Like That's who um Clemson plays them too. I mean they, they got a big opportunity next year. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If, if the Citadel goes undefeated and beats Alabama, like they're in. Yeah, but they should be the eighth, <laughs> right? Like Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. It would never happen, but Something like that could happen for, like, a Cincinnati. Like, they play a big school and, um, you know, upset them. Even if a Cincinnati, like, beats a Alabama or, you know, a top-tier school and then loses a game and wins their conference. Yeah. I think, like, that they should get in. I love those debates, though. I always talk about, like, when it's two teams, like, the one year is Ohio State and TCU, the yeah. first year of the college football playoff. Like, I just love those debates there's always going to be the debates it's never going to be everyone's played everyone head to head and like it's just a clear-cut thing so i like it so moving on we've got the browns and Steelers this weekend it's the biggest game for the cleveland browns in my lifetime i think i'm 20 years old and the cleveland browns have never really played a significant game in my life that yeah that's true i mean if we're being real so- a little to preface here, uh, Clay is a Browns fan, and I am a Steelers fan. Have been mm-hmm. my whole life. It's not a bandwagon thing. I'm a bandwagon in the NFL. I'd like to say I'm a Browns fan. Like, I went to a Browns game last year, but Tej knows I want to buy, a like, a new team's T-shirt every week, but I'm not like that in college. <laughs> yeah, stay loyal to Ohio State. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Because, <laughs> that's I, not true Yeah, either. that's not true. Because there was one game when, um, who was playing? Was it Oregon and Ohio State? Yeah, the very first college football playoff national championship game. I ha- I did have an Oregon shirt on. I grew up in, I was born in Columbus, Ohio. Grew up in Ohio my whole life. A Buckeye, but I just wanted to be different. And my family all liked Ohio State, and I just didn't want to like them. And I liked Oregon's uniforms and everything. So halfway through that game, I took off my Oregon shirt, and I had an Ohio State shirt on. So yeah, I've been Buckeye. Die hard since then. Ever since then. But so, not his whole life. I was like 14, so. All right, but back to the Browns and the Steelers. Um, Browns, Browns are favored by nine. Yeah. The Browns are fa- Well, the Browns are probably favored because we're going to sit out half our. That's a good thing. Yeah. And that is a good excuse for the Steelers when they lose. They had. So, Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger's out. Big coach's decision because they're clinched the playoffs already. AFC North champs. All that. And then who else is out for the Steelers? I'm, I don't know if, like, T.J. Watt will play or, yeah, like, Connor won't play, probably. Well, he's hurt anyways. Mm. Uh, hot take uh, for being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I think James Connor is absolutely hot garbage. And that the Steelers <laughs> don't have any good running backs at all. Um, and it doesn't help that 
Randy Finkner, the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, is also awful, and we don't throw the ball <laughs> more than 10 yards down the field for the first three quarters. Yeah, I think Mason Rudolph versus Miles Garrett rematch is going to be insane. I think nothing would make me happier, though, than to see Mason Rudolph, helmet boy himself, <laughs> beat the Browns, um, and the Browns lose their playoff spot because of it. Yeah, I just, of course, I want to see the Browns win and go to the playoffs and lose to whoever the Chiefs or whatever because we're not they'd be in a wild card game never mind but I just want to go see Cleveland get in the playoffs it'd be a great thing for everyone I think they're going to be really hyped up I am picking them in this game because because the Steelers are they've been playing a little bit inconsistent lately like losing to the Bengals on Monday Night Football and oh and then started <laughs> and then Having all these players sit out, I think Cleveland sees the opportunity in front of them, and they're gonna come out and win the game. But I wouldn't bet against it. But actually, if we're being honest, the Browns are gonna win that game. Yeah, like, the Steelers are shaky at best right now with their full team. So playing with Mason Rudolph, which is arguably the worst backup quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, I think, in my opinion, like it's I don't understand how. He is still in the NFL um, <laughs> after getting disrespected on national television like that. Yeah. It's just not a good look for the Steelers. Yeah. Um, but I think the Browns are going to win. Yeah. So what we've been talking about there, helmet boy, Mason Rudolph, the Steelers backup quarterback against the Browns last year. He got sacked by Miles Garrett and then his helmet came off and Miles Garrett picked it up and hit him all over the head with it. And there's some speculation about what words were exchanged in there in the dog pile, but yeah, so that was a whole thing. So that'll be interesting television ratings to get back on there. So we never made a pick for the Alabama Notre Dame game. Who do you got in that game? Alabama by a lot. I got Alabama by at least two touchdowns and yeah, I I just said it's disrespectful to favor them by 20 points, but 100% (laughs) Alabama. This is amazing. Alabama has three of the top five Heisman like the Heisman top five voting, three of them are Alabama offensive players. So that's scary. That is scary. And Devonta Smith, the wide receiver, I really hope he wins the Heisman. He just won the AP player of the year. So he probably will win the Heisman. And that would just be great to see a wide receiver win that award because it's always a quarterback. It seems like, and then Ohio state Clemson, we already said, I got Ohio state. So that should be a good one right now. Cincinnati is beating Georgia 21 to 10. Ooh. So we're going to have to get back and watch that. Do you have a Yeah, I got a, a couple I got, Yeah, I got a couple hot takes. I talked to Clay about it uh, before. Um, these are all going to do with football this week at least. Um, so hot take number 1, uh, the fair catch rule in college where you can fair catch it like and be on the 10-yard line. I think that is the softest rule ever. Um, <laughs> either <laughs> it will if you want to fair catch it, that's fine. But you should not be able to advance the ball to, what, the 25 it gets advanced yep. to? I think that is... It's for player safety. I know it's for player safety, <laughs> but it's just... I mean, it takes away, like, a whole aspect of the game where yeah. like, if you want to kick it short and try to have a good special teams play, I mean, it just takes away that part of the game. Just start them on the 25 if that's a rule. That's it's, that's what it's going to, man. I mean, in high school, I just remember special teams is such a big part of the game, especially in high school because there's, like, no touchbacks. I mean, a kick return for a touchdown or a big return is a huge momentum play. 
and a huge play. And we just don't see too many of those in the NFL or college with all these rules being put forth. And I I just don't see that many injuries on kickoff. I, I know they say that, and that's why the rules are for it. It's but. just the high-speed collision. So one thing I liked about the XFL, which is coming back in 2022, um, I'm excited about that, uh, is that they did a kickoff where you kicked it off and you were only like 30 yards from the guy you were kicking it off from. So like mm. it's less high-speed collisions. But and closer? Yeah, and like you would think, oh, there's no way you're going to run it back. But somebody ran it back. Oh, even, yeah. Even with that. Early birds. Anyways, hot take number two. This one me and my dad argue about a lot. <laughs> uh, Chris Collinsworth, the commentator. He does uh, all the Sunday night football games. Mm-hmm. Big old long head. I think he's absolutely the worst commentator in football. Let me look up a picture of him. Um, you'll know who he is. He's from Madden. Yeah, Chris. He, well, he just got quoted for uh, saying that um, he's surprised about how oh. how much um, female sports fans actually know, which is not a good look. That's messed up. Well, and the reason I hate him is he's always talking about himself. Like, <laughs> and he's always talking about like some other story that has nothing to do with the game. I think my favorite commentators are the ones that can actually like contribute to the game like football yeah like tony romo like he's probably not he's not the best speaker ever and that's i mean he was play football but he like brings so much insight into the game and i think that is actually like very helpful Mm -hmm. um and then this is hot take number three um is i never understood why in football games when um the refs are you know trying to decide something why they don't have to show the replay? <laughs> yep. This happened in the Georgia game in the first half. They're, I mean, we're, we're sitting there, we're yeah. watching, you know, five referees in a circle just talking to each other. I think it's a bit silly. And why Why do we need to see the referees talking? Like, yeah. th- that doesn't need to be maybe a little square in the lower right-hand corner. But show the replay. Yeah. They don't, show the fans. I th- Yeah, I've been to some big football games like Ohio State games where they don't want to show the replay because the fans are going nuts. And they want to keep that place under control. So if they show that replay where it should have been a targeting or it was a fumble or some a big play where the it's probably obvious, they don't want to show the fans first because everyone's going to scream and go crazy. So I don't know. Now with no fans, it's like you might as well let them go crazy at home. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I'm excited to watch these games. You got anything, Teach? I'm excited to watch the games. I'm excited to... Have a new year. Yeah. 2020 wasn't the best year ever. True. Uh, want 2021 to be a better year. Fresh start. Yep. So I think this podcast, it's already, I'm glad that we've done this, really started it. Because I talk about starting a podcast all the time and it's uncomfortable to get on here and talk, hear your own voice. Yeah, but exactly. It's it's good. Like I'm, I'm excited for my firefighter buddies to make fun of me for this. And, you know, it's just fun and something that I can look forward to each week and my ultimate goal of this, I was telling TJ, I just want people to look forward to it, like a few people to just be like hardcore The Pal Show fans. Yeah. And that's, I just want people to enjoy it and yeah, have a good channel here. So I might invest in a better microphone. Right now we're talking just right into my laptop because I couldn't figure out how to do two microphones and like all this tech stuff that TJ probably knows about, but we'll work on it we'll we'll see we'll see how this turns out and uh yeah maybe go from there we'll grow the show so my next guest next week is gonna be gavin waters 
and he's my longtime friend from high school, so that should be fun. I'm going to start out like my friends being my guests, and then I'll, who knows, maybe I'll grow to asking people to be on the show, and it'll be cool. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Episode one has been fun. Anything, if you want to keep watching the show, make sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> Hit the bell for notifications, you know. And then I want to be really like, I want to have a lot of feedback here. So if you want to say something in the comments, if you liked it, if you want to see something, if you want to, yeah, any feedback at all, put it in the comments. So thank you guys. Happy New Year. Signing off.